What up, friends? Welcome to the show. Super glad you're here. I just want to take a moment out to highlight what Tito's favorite, kind of his his favorite kibble and now just treats. Uh, it's called Pet Wants Heights. I'm just going to talk a little bit about him. What is Pet Wants Heights? They started with the goal of improving the health and wellness of their own pets. Now they hope to see and use what they learn to promote nutrition and vitality in pets across the country. So I suggest you look them up online. They have a lot of good uh, nutrition, kibble. I mean, Tito loves the lamb and uh, I think the lamb meal. He also likes the chicken and rice and they got the duck and white fish. That's what it's called. We also been dabbing into the, uh, to the treats, the piggy ears, the trachea, the uh, the pig hooves, so yeah, they they love. I mean, we've we've been buying from them for like shoot now at least six months. We found them at the Heights Mercantile uh, Market off of Yale Street, kind of close by the Lululemon there, and they post up. And uh, you know, in the beginning, I just tried you know three pounds of each and see what Tito likes. He liked them all, so <laughs> I I pretty much like buy. Every you can do weekly, you can do bi-weekly or, or bi-monthly. Um, they deliver inside six ten, and they'll deliver via mail to your front door, so you don't have to go go out and you know risk it uh, <laughs> to be in the stores, I guess. But uh, yeah, check them out. Um, you know, we've been Stephen and, and Audrey are really good friends now since I see them almost every weekend at the Heights Mercantile in the Heights here. So. And, uh, yeah, it's, they're a great company. They really care about their pets and the community's pets, nutrition and well-being. So y'all check them out. It's called Pet Wants Heights. My listeners get 10% off coupon code, put in, get mad at it at the coupon section at checkouts. And, um, that's from my YouTube channel, get mad at a TV. So you check them out guys. All right. So we're going to dive. Uh, dive deep into really good conversation with Virgil Skinner here with Fort Bend Kia Cycling and Dealership. I mean, we we get into a lot of good things, and uh, we, I just got off the ride last weekend in Sugarland in Fort Bend, and he has another good route surprise coming up this weekend. Um, so it takes a lot to get a good route. It takes a lot of time, a lot of scouting. I don't know how these guys do it. I'm not a route route creator. I just go. I just show up, download the route know the route. Um, so if you do get lost, you can navigate your way, you know, out of it, your Garmin or your, your Wahoo element or Rome or whatever you got, uh, compass, you know, you can look at the sun and the dials or what, don't look at the sun while you're riding though. It's, it's dangerous, but anyways, um, yeah, so it takes a lot to get a good route. Uh, and especially in these roads, it's pretty sweet. Uh, I think they go all the way to Manville and Iowa colony, I guess, or County. And I'll put the uh, Strava link routes in the show notes and everything else that we talked about in the uh, show notes as well. All right, guys, enjoy. And um, this is Houston A Sound Hats podcast. I love you guys. Take care. Bye. What up? Welcome to another episode of Houston A Sound Hats Podcast. I'm your host, Mondo. Here we talk about competitive road and mountain bike racing in and around Houston, Texas, and the States. Also, my pity rescue mix, Tito. He's pretty awesome. Some yoga, salsa dancing, 
and lifestyle improvement and anything get mad at it material. Please subscribe to get some of my latest episodes and like, rate, and review. And just remember when you're suffering on the road or mountain bike race or in a group ride, just, just tell yourself to get mad at it, to find that inner strength, to get to cross that finish line and to finish that group ride. And when life pushes you against the ropes, pushes you against the wall, you want to push back, find that inner strength to get mad at it, to become a better you each and every day. All right, guys, take care and enjoy the episodes. Howdy, guys. It's Mondo here from uh, Houston H. Stone Hats Podcast and my YouTube channel, Get Mad At It TV. I'm here with Mr. Virgil Skinner from Fort Bank Kia Dealership and Cycling Team. Uh, say hi to everybody, my listeners, Virgil. Hi, everybody. How's it going, man? It's good to see you again. Uh, we had a great group ride this past weekend, and I know you have another group ride on tap for us this next up- upcoming weekend. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. I do, I do. We had a great ride last week and a really good turnout. Uh, this weekend coming, we're going to go east out into the Fort Bend County countryside. And we scouted uh, the route Sunday, and it's going to be a lot of super smooth blacktop roads with some really nice scenery. And I think it's going to be, I don't think I know, it's going to be areas and roads that most of the cyclists out here that ride with us haven't seen yet so it's it's always good to have something new on the bike ride that's awesome man yeah i've been pulling up on the strava here i'm kind of checking it out see we kind of go we touch manville a little bit iowa colony uh yeah yeah it's it's pretty out there man it's uh i I love the the kind of the the scenery out there this past weekend i don't get out to sugarland very much but uh definitely gonna be back soon and uh, try to hit up your ride this weekend again. And I see it's about 44 and a half miles, almost 45 miles. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be a great ride. And one of, the, one of the best parts about it is, you know, we start in Riverstone, which is a relatively new development with pristine concrete roads and four lanes at that. So it's, uh, it's, it's a kind of a neighborhood ride and it's beautiful scenery and they've done a great job in Siena and in Riverstone with the landscaping. It's very natural. And when we trans, transcend out into the countryside, we're gonna be on these really pretty smooth blacktop roads, passing some really nice ranches, uh, some farms in that area. And then, yeah, we dip down into the heart of Manville we'll make a stop there at the, the famous Bighorn Barbecue convenience store. So those folks are uh, excited about it happening there too. That's another nice thing. Oh, nice. So that's, that's the, uh, the rest stop? The convenience? Yes, that'll be the rest stop. Nice. All right. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, and I see it starts at the same location. Uh, let's see. It's the Starbucks, correct? Yes, yes, it will start at the Starbucks at the corner of University and LJ Parkway in Sugarland. And uh, seven thirty sharp, guys. <laughs> hey, we leave at seven thirty. We don't get there at seven thirty. We leave at seven thirty. You figured that out, uh, yeah. Saturday, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I like. I came from Houston Heights about an hour. Like I left an hour prior, and I had my dogs daycare set up and everything the day before so i was gonna drop them off at 6 30 and i got there at 6 30 and they're closed like they weren't oh, even no. or nothing i was like what is going on i called them no answer so then 
Luckily, I have some awesome neighbors in my neighborhood. I put them in the kennel and then like texted my neighbor, said, hey, can you take them to the doggy daycare whenever they open? I don't know, maybe seven, nine, I don't know. So yeah, so <laughs> that was like a 20 minute, or, 20 minute ordeal. I'm 30 minutes away. I roll up, but luckily I had everything set up. My, my tires were aired up. My Garmin was even on my, uh, my uh, edge mount and everything. And so all I had to do was jump out, but literally, like, I was 10 seconds from you guys rolling out. That's good. I'm glad you, glad you made it. Yeah. I, I noticed you along the way. At one point, I think I made a comment to you. You were being a little quiet, and uh, I was riding kind of behind you on the right, and then I thought, you know what? This is Armando. Uh, that's when I mentioned something to you. Uh, yeah. It was right before we got to the bridge in uh, Siena. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good development out there. And uh, Sean and I, we hung out at Starbucks to do the podcast, and we were just kind of noticing the landscapes and uh, the homes out there. It's a beautiful community out there. It, you know, uh, Riverstone and Sienna, well, Riverstone in particular was developed by the Johnson Development Company. They did a fabulous job because unlike a lot of developments, they didn't go in and level the natural landscape. They, they built homes and roads around the, the trees that have been there for years. So it's it's a pristine country kind of look, but very modern homes. Dude, it's a, they've done a great job. Yeah. It's a great place to ride a bike. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, because I just kind of got my real estate license in February. So I need to kind of looking at maybe, you know, working in that area to kind of you know, dive into that, that, you know, side of that business or whatever. So that's great. Yeah. It's yeah. Like you said, the, the roads are pristine. I'm not used to that, you know, living in the city because all we have are potholes and cracks and, you know, Sean and I were commenting, like, I'm pretty like used to potholes. I don't even have to like look down. Like if I have it in my periphery, I'm just like, there's a you know pothole, there's a crack. So, but like I barely had to call out anything today. It was yes. super nice. And so, um, yeah, folks, uh, what do you want to tell beginners that are just kind of like tiptoeing into the group cycling scene and and kind of you know want to get into road biking but they're not as fast or the word about okay well you know drafting and echeloning and stuff what, what do you kind of say to those folks you know armando fort Kia cycling is an all-inclusive organization and uh my goal obviously is a marketing edge for my dealership fort Kia. but i love cycling and i love being around people and making friends so you know we have a very diverse group of cyclists not just uh, the people themselves but their abilities so we have an a group which averages about 22 miles an hour on the rides we have a b group that averages about 18 and then we have a c group that averages somewhere around 15 15 and a half and we also have mountain bikers and we are in the process of developing uh, a tri triathlete team as oh. you know, triathletes like to ride tri bikes, and sometimes they don't mix well in the road bike scene. Right. And so we want to include them and, and uh, get them to come out to the rides, and we'll start them in stages, just like we started Saturday. A group left first to be in the seat, and quite frankly, I don't know if you noticed that, but we had probably five or six triathletes there in tri on tri bikes, and they started somewhere in the group. So. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, we're good about that. And the other thing is, I have a lot of volunteers that work within Fort BKS cycling team. There, there really no, are no paid employees in the organization, except for uh, Sonny, my employee that was at the rest stop that set it up. Oh, yeah. Uh, and had all the drinks and, and ice and everything in the tent and the bike racks, which were very nice from Chica Cycles. Uh, I like that, that was about as professional a uh, <laughs> midway stop, refreshment stop, whatever you want to call it, that you can find anywhere in the cycling community. Uh, but the rest of them are volunteers. So all of the group leaders that we have, they volunteer to help out. And I've got quite a few of them. So if one of them can't make it, another one fills in. And they're all experienced cyclists and they're very experienced at riding in groups. And that's, as you know, that's very important. Yeah. Uh, if you're in the A group and you're riding, we're averaging 22 miles an hour. I believe if you look at your Garmin, we we had speeds as high as 35 miles an hour. On oh yeah. <laughs> and so some some areas were very competitive. And you have when you're riding in close proximity with others, as you know from racing, you've got to be careful. Yes, for sure. And we like we like to teach that, and so we've got C group riders that move up into the B group and the Bs move up into the A's and some of them race and some of them love to ride. Yeah, uh, it's, I think that's great and very important that you guys are really about the safety, the community, uh, the rest stops being as easy entry out in, easy entry out. You know, uh, when I rolled up, it was like the bike racks was awesome, having cold drinks, uh, you know, it was it was great and yeah like our a group we we were hauling we we're hauling pretty fast but we were safe you know uh we we're working together and uh passing each other giving enough room to pass but still being competitive and fast and and you know now we have stories to tell and i uploaded my last youtube video this past weekend over the weekend and so uh but yeah it's, it's pretty exciting and so 7 30 this weekend may 30th at the Starbucks on University Boulevard in Fort Bend County countryside. We'll take y'all to I'm, uh, east of the, take us to east of Fort Bend County countryside. And uh, with the stop in Manville at the Bighorn Barbecue Convenience Store. Oh my gosh, that sounds good, man. I may even uh, get me a, a barbecue sandwich, a chopped beef during that yeah. rest stop, man. It's too bad we're going to be stopping there at 8.30 instead of 12. <laughs> uh, man, it'll be my early lunch. Don't ask me to sprint. Don't ask me to pull because uh, it, may, it may come out. Don't, don't eat any breakfast. Just eat, eat, eat your breakfast at the barbecue shop. Exactly. Yeah, guys. Man, that sounds pretty fun. Uh, shoot, maybe I'll, I'll definitely make an effort to come out. So, uh, yeah, we, what would have, how many people would you say came out this past weekend? You know, I had several people ask me about that. They weren't able to make the ride, but uh, I think we had about 50 people total between all four groups, ABC and the tri-group. Yeah. Uh, I know that most of the video and pictures that we have came from the A group because we, most of those cyclists had cameras on their bikes. Yes. You and I had cameras and a couple of others. Uh, we didn't get very many pictures out of the B group, so we're gonna we're gonna energize them this weekend and try to get more, so people can see uh, the fun of cycling. As you know, through this whole pandemic uh, yeah. challenge, 
so many people are riding bikes today. Oh my gosh, yeah. Everybody is out riding, but they're not riding competitively like us to some degree, right? Sure. So we hope we hope to get capture some of those folks that want to stay fit and want to get involved. And Armando, we're about socialism, safetyness, or safety to to be safe on these rides, but to be social is at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we have some very experienced cyclists in our group, and we have uh, we we had four or five people. Actually, we had probably a dozen people that race competitively, yeah. as you as well as you that race in uh, the area uh, race circuits here around Houston and Austin. So, and they they love to help people and educate them on the, the sport. Yeah, that's that's a big. That's a big help for all those people coming together in the cycling community and just, you know, getting a, a new, someone new coming into the world and like teaching them how to, you know, how to draft, how to echelon, how to stay within a certain distance behind, you know, another cyclist. Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's great. That's awesome. If, uh, well, how did you get into cycling when, you know, for years I ran, I, I was, uh, a runner, and I, I did it mainly to stay in shape, but I really didn't enjoy it that much. But when I moved to Houston uh, back in 97, I joined a group out here in Portland County called Portland Fit, and they are the local marathon training okay. uh, organization. Mm-hmm. So I got into long distance running with them, and I, I made a lot of friends because most everybody in that group were professionals, uh, friendly people, successful people. Uh, they were from all walks of life. And it's a very nice, uh, diverse group, ethnicity-wise. Uh, so I'm in the car business, and I'm about selling cars. And that's about making friends. And so that's what I did. But along the way, I developed some lower back problems. And I, I got to a point where I couldn't run anymore. And uh, my orthopedic surgeon, who happened to be a neighbor of mine, convinced me to get on a bike. I did kind of begrudgingly, but I did it. <laughs> and uh, out of the blue, that was about the time in 2006 when Sugar Cycles was about to open in Sugarland. Hmm. Uh, as you know, Kyle Davenport was the owner. Oh, yeah. He had a couple of guys with him Kyle, Philip Shama, which everybody knows him, and. and uh, <clears throat> Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought on, on, on the other person. But we had three guys that showed up my store one day, the Infinity Store, and wanted to ask me if I would, they, well, first of all, they back, back up a second. They told me about their plans of opening sugar cycles, and they were going to have a race team. And they wanted me to sponsor their race team. Well, at the time, I just started riding a bike. I really didn't know much about cycling, and I wasn't sure. Brett Falk is the other gentleman. Yeah, I'm Brett. Yeah. Brett, Brett Falk, actually, I, I'm ashamed to know I didn't remember that name right off the bat. He's <laughs> from Lafayette, Louisiana, which is uh, the area where my family lives. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So those three got together to form Sugar Cycles, and... Uh, I, after a couple of meetings with them, decided to sponsor their, at the time, all-female race team. And I started doing group rides with it. Right. Like everybody that starts in this sport, uh, I was humbled very quickly yes. in some of those rides. 
so I hung hung in there and I kept working and I eventually got a little better. And uh, so I started riding in 2006. All right. I didn't get real serious about it until maybe three or four years ago. Uh, I started riding more often. And we didn't have a lot of group rides out in the Fort Bend County area. We just, you know, Sugar Cycles had a race team and they were highly competitive and it was tough for me to, to hang with them. Yeah. Eventually, uh, I got the idea that, you know what, I'm going to start my own cycling team. And I thought, what a great way to promote the, the dealership for Ben Kia. So I went to Sugar Cycles. I went to Kyle, actually, and uh, he helped me design my original kits, cycling kits. Nice. And I bought quite a few of them, and I started giving them to people that I thought were influential cyclists uh, to kind of get our name out and along the way, I started meeting more people through them, and then people started asking me, hey, I'd like to have one of those kits. And one thing led to another, and, and I was buying quite a few kits yeah. to pass around. And then when I decided to start my own team, uh, I reached out to Jason Danver. You may know Jason. Oh, yeah. So, Jason. Local firefighter in Houston. Yeah. Great guy. Highly competitive uh, Cat three cyclist and racer. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I told Jason, I said, hey, I want to start a cycling team, but I also want a race team. And Jason volunteered to put together a race team for us. And, and we got started in earnest there. And then that attracted people. And we started uh, building a, a club. And, and before you know it, we had north of 200 people in our cycling group. It got to the point where I couldn't afford to keep buying the kids for everybody, so I subsidized significantly. So oh, yeah. I buy them in bulk and get the best possible price, and then I would pay for a significant portion of it uh, for an as an advertising uh, expense for me. And the person buying the kit obviously would pay a very small amount. And we were buying, and we still do today, very high-end kits. Oh yeah, they're beautiful, man. It's like a second skin looking. It's so nice. Yes. Yeah, and you know, we have a new kit coming. It's uh, right around the corner. Uh, we partnered with Sugar Cycles again. Okay. Who, who, uh, who offered to uh, help us uh, support our club and our cycling group. Yeah. So uh, we uh, reached out, worked with them and, and uh, specialized as a art department that helped us, some graphic artists, and they designed a Drop Dead Gorgeous kit that we're, uh, we hope to have in another 30 days. Uh, once those kits get out, get on the street, uh, a lot of people are gonna want them. And of course, I have people asking me every day, hey, how can I get one? Well, we ordered uh, quite a few of them, and most of them were ordered specifically for cyclists, but we ordered some extras, and uh, we'll place another order shortly after they arrive uh, to get as many people wearing them as we can. Definitely. And that's how I got started in it. I got started there. And then eventually I got an interest in racing. Yeah, I got the racing bug in you. <laughs> yes, yeah. So uh, I started racing and I used, uh, I hired a coach to help me because I got into two crit races at Memorial Park and got dropped on the fourth lap one of them. Oh man. And I got lapped on the final lap. Oh. 
And so, uh, you know, I would go home licking my wounds, thinking, okay, uh, I'm going to go back and try this again. After the second attempt, actually, I did three races between them and a road race in Sealy. And it was very humbling. So I reached out to Amber Smolik. I don't know if you know Amber, but she's a yeah. cycling and swimming coach with PR Endurance Sports. Amber, yeah, she's great. I hired Amber to help me. A couple of my friends were using her and they were making great progress. That was probably one of the best things I did because Amber put me on a training schedule that I would have never adhered to otherwise. And I quickly started getting stronger. And that was after the race season was over. So I worked with Amber all through the fall and the winter and the early spring. And then, of course, I had Jason Danver mm -hmm. as a racing coach. You know, you could be as strong as all get out. But if you don't have a race strategy, it's hard to win. Yeah. Or it's, it's hard to even get uh, in the top ten in those races you know as you know they're very competitive they're very tough they're very dangerous yep so uh the following year i uh started racing the driveway in austin and the first race i had my goal was to to to, to be in the top 20. and those races are big so there's probably 75 people starting that race yeah. in each category. And when you get up into the upper categories, like the P1-2s, 3s, there are over 100 cyclists racing. And it's highly competitive in Austin. So I got in my first driveway race. Actually, it was my uh, second driveway race. And I, I think I placed 12th on that first race. Wow. And I was so excited. Yeah. Uh, that I thought, okay, I've got this. I'm coming back. Yep. And uh, the following week, I came back and I placed ninth. I got a top ten. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, and it was hard to even talk to me after that. Man. You know, I, came, I came home so excited. Yeah. And that's not easy for me because I'm 65 years old. Most of the guys I'm racing with are younger than my kids. Yeah. And they're highly competitive. Yeah. But uh, long and short of it is I had two great years of racing, but uh, last year I had an accident at the Bear Creek race. One of those unavoidable, someone fell in front of you in the hairpin mm. turn and uh, didn't really hurt me bad, but it got my attention and scraped me up pretty bad. And it took about a month to recover from that. I promised my wife I wouldn't do it anymore. And actually, I promised myself I wouldn't do it anymore because uh, I thought, you know, I've escaped quite a few of those accidents along the way. Yeah. But sometimes they just happen, right? Yeah, they ha I mean, it could happen anytime. Race, group ride. Yes. Know, but m more so crit race, you know, yes. than a road race. But yeah, man, it's... And I see x-rays in the background. Is that your... Well, Good. Yeah, well, that was my last race, and I, I'll try to make this a quick story, but uh, it was July 4th last year. Driveway had a huge race, a huge event, and you know how exciting those events are for the driveway races in Austin because everybody comes to them. Oh, yeah. So there was a big contingent coming from Houston to race Dallas all over the state, 
and I decided I'm going to go up there for the whole week. I'm going to write, I'm going to go up there and watch the race. I wasn't going to race. And my wife said, promise me you're not going to race. And I said, I'm not, honey, but I'm going to stay the week weekend and I'm going to ride in the hills. I love riding Austin. Yeah. And so I got there and uh, I couldn't resist it. Nope. I got on the racetrack, I was riding around, and I'll never forget this. While I was riding, a little message popped up on my garment. It was my wife saying, I love you, honey, have a great time, but please don't race. <laughs> and yeah. so I figured instead of answering that, I'm just gonna act like I didn't see it. Yeah, it's like, uh, phone's in the car, you know? <laughs> so, uh, so I jumped in the race, and uh, it, was a, it was a big race with a lot of people that day because it was one of the biggest races of the year. I was on the final lap, the last turn, and I was probably 15th, and I was feeling real good about my chances. Woo, 15th. And uh, I could see the finish line, and I was absolutely gassed at this point. Yep. And I saw a bike in the turn fall. I, I caught it out the peripheral of my vision. He went down, took another cyclist with him. I tried to go inside of him, but I, I got crowded on the left side. I couldn't get to the right side because people were just piling into it. And I, by that time, there were probably four cyclists down and I hit the last one. Did a complete flip. Damn. Uh, separated my AC joint. Broke a bone in my right hand and walked out of the emergency room with 19 stitches between my face and my Man. knuckles. That one hurt me. It hurt me bad enough that I decided I'm going to stick to just competitive club cycling. <laughs> and those are my x-rays. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I had to swear on a stack of Bibles to my wife that I would never do this again. That's right. Put your right hand on the Bible, left hand on Yes. Yeah. Fortunately, I, I had some beautiful friends there that from Houston because yeah. I couldn't drive a car, Armando. Yeah. I was in so much pain that night, I couldn't even sleep. Ouch. So I had a couple of good friends, uh, David and Allison Bassetti. You know them from uh, Shama Cycles and from uh, the Carbach group. Mm -hmm. came over and, and it drove me home the next day. Wow. And then I also had a really good friend, Andre Watson, who was one of the racers with Shama Cycles. He was oh, yeah. his wife. He took me to the hospital, stayed with me wow. until almost 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> and I walked to the hospital, sling in one arm, a cast on my other arm, and a bunch of stitches. And he, he got me back to the hotel room. Dude, so that's, awesome. that's, that's the beauty of the cycling community that, that helped me. Yeah. I mean, we understand if, you know, you get in an accident, you can, can't even use your arm and get home and, and getting your equipment and your body back to health. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really important to have good people around you like that. And in Houston, I know it's really easy for, the, for these people around us that can help each other out. And I know around Texas as well. So, yes. Great. Uh, well, that's cool, man. And I know we touched a little bit on uh, Lawson Craddock earlier um and i'm excited uh finally the tour is coming back or at least the race calendar uh the uci tour i think it starts in august october november correct yes uh, 
And so I'm trying to pull it up here now. And um, the calendar looks pretty stacked. I mean, racing is like every couple weeks uh, uh, starting in August. And I know the tour is kind of thrown in there. Uh, how do you see Lawson coming in, you know, uh, racing uh, starting off in a couple months? Uh, you know, Houston, Houston uh, team, Houston man uh, from Houston, his dad. You know, uh, is great. Family's great. So, uh, what do you say about that? Well, you know, you you probably know this already, but we're one of Austin's sponsors. Fort Minkia is. Yeah. Uh, what a great family. I, I know every one of them. I have sold cars to uh, obviously. Uh, Austin drives a, a Fort Minkia Sorrento. His mother has a Fort Minkia Telluride. His Man. grandfather has a Fort Minkia Telluride, who happens to live, I think, in Tennessee. One of his cousins from South Carolina bought a Fort Minkia Telluride from us. So the whole family is driving Kias. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Lawson's a great guy. Uh, we we uh, signed a sponsorship agreement with him about two years ago, just about two years ago now. And uh, as you know, he comes out and does a couple of group rides with us every year here in Sugarland. And, and when he does, he draws a huge crowd. Uh, he's an awesome cyclist, but he's, he's even a better person. I mean, you'll, you'll never meet a, a nicer, more approachable young man than Austin, uh, Austin as, than, than Lawson. Right. And he moved to Austin, I guess, to do a lot of training there. And uh, he, he rides in the hills a lot. I don't talk to Austin on a regular basis, but we communicate somewhat frequently uh, through text messaging. And uh, he is right now training very hard, uh, getting ready for the upcoming tour. I don't know exactly which races he will be in, but he's gonna be in a number of them. Uh, he was in Europe uh, early on in, in the first races of the year when the pandemic hit and uh, then he came home. But uh, from the looks of his Strava numbers, yeah. he's obviously getting ready to start a race very soon. Whether it be the Tour de France or the Geo or one of the others, I'm not sure. But I know he's gonna be in a number of them. Uh, and uh, we're, you know, we're hoping that uh, he does great. Yeah, I mean, was that like two years ago? He's I, I feel he's tough as nails. After his accident and was in the first stage of the tour in 20, 2018, he uh, broke his shoulder blade, fractured his shoulder blade, and uh, yeah, but he didn't give up. He went the whole way. I think it was the second or third stage. Yes, that's he crazy. Kind of third, third, he did all twenty one stages yeah. with a broken uh, uh, shoulder blade. Yeah, fractured shoulder blade. What twelve stitches in his eye? Yeah, uh, you know he's tough. He's a tough ombre. He's a yeah. tough ombre. Yeah, I mean us Texas boys, you gotta you gotta put us down. We we don't go down quietly, right? No, no, no not at all, not at all. So we we fight. He fights, and and when I saw him in the tour, keep going, and he didn't give up, and and you know most. Most riders are just like, I'm done. I'm not going to win. I'm not going to do this. I mean, he was out there at least trying to help support his team, you know? Yes. So, um, and uh, EF Cycling, correct? So, yes. EF Cycling. EF Pro Cycling. That tells you what kind of character that, that, yeah. tells you what kind of character that young man has. 
most cyclists break a bone in the Tour de France are out. Oh yeah. This guy, this guy did it in the first race <laughs> and then finished 21, 21 races after that stages. Yeah. You know, when I separated my AC joint, I was in so much pain. I wouldn't even drive my own car. Dang. I had to have somebody drive me home. Yeah. Uh, and he's been through that. You know, I mean, he's, he's, that's not the first time he's had an incident. This right. guy's uh, come back and get stronger. It's incredible what professional cyclists can accomplish on a bicycle. Yeah. I, I don't think people really understand that until they do what you and I are doing at our level and then try to imagine doing 100 miles every day for 21 days straight and climbing 10,000 feet. Yeah. Putting pressure on that arm, putting pressure on that shoulder, it's just so much pain. I've got a separation, you have a separation. I mean, all that bruising you had in the shoulder and then fracturing it, uh, I'm done, get me out. <laughs> yeah. He stuck it through, man, that's, that's so impressive. So I'm, I'm so happy to see a hometown racer, pro racer from Houston and uh and and the community behind them and and you know you sponsoring them and Hi. <laughs> oh. well, my granddaughter just popped in uh, say hello noel say hello noel say hello hi noel this, is, this is my youngest of five. Oh, so cute yeah her daddy is Ricky Lance. He's the one that was okay. riding yeah. alongside with you. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited to uh, see what Lawson did, uh, what what races he's going to be doing, and and you know the upcoming schedule, and and I'll definitely put all the links to your to your Strava routes for this weekend to get you know uh, a lot more people out, get you know people who are kind of looking for a beautiful route like you're saying. Kind of get out of the city and, and into some nice country roads. Um, I, <laughs> and, um, Mama, no worries. Uh, but is there anything else you want to say? Anything about uh, Houston cycling and Fort hey, I love riding and I ride all over the place. I love riding in Houston. Uh, I travel to Austin. I've gone up to Tucson, Arizona to climb Mount Lemon. Uh, I, you know, I love going to Big Bend and climbing those mountains and biking Big Bend. But uh, I love Fort Bend County. It's a great place to ride. And uh, we, we hope to attract more cyclists to come out and be a part of our group. And uh, you don't have to be a part of our a cycling club just to come out and ride. So, uh, yeah. Feel free to come out and enjoy the uh, camaraderie and uh, the scenery that we have to offer you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Virgil, for uh, taking the timeouts uh, to talk about your, your rides, your backgrounds, kind of the love of the sport, the community, uh, Fort Bend County, the beautiful route that you're going to present this weekend, and talking about our great friend, Lawson Craddock, and, and everything else. So, uh, Everybody, I'm going to put all the uh, description in the in the show notes. You guys are itching for a, a cool route, a new route to go to. Uh, they'll definitely be there. So I appreciate it again, Virgil. And uh, this is Mondo right. from uh, Houston H-Town Haps and Virgil Skinner from Fort Bankia. Thank you.
Thank you. Look forward to seeing you this weekend. All right. Take care, guys. I love you all. Bye.